Have you ever wondered what is really behind your kid's behavior? Well, you got to think about what's going on in their brain before you have to understand what's really the root cause. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today... We're going to talk about kids' brains. What drives behavior? Why does your kid who's so smart sometimes do things where you're just like, what is going on? And it's all about the brain. And I love to talk about the brain. So let's dive in so we can talk about brain-based parenting, what you need to know. Hey everybody, I am Dr. Roseanne Kana-Hodge, and I'm so glad you're joining me for this special series because kids are in crisis, families are in crisis, and I'm all about science-backed natural solutions for the brain that change behavior and change families. Uh, all of my work is about creating a calm brain and a happy family, and we need resources more than ever. And today's episode is all about what is going on with my kid's brain. So when we think about problems, and if you listen to the prior episode about, is my kid doing this on purpose? It's really hard for a lot of parents because they think kids are doing things on purpose. And I want you to understand the brain because yes, there are habits, but they form from the brain. And in order to really help our kids And every facet, right, whether you're a parent, you're an organization, you're a school system, we have to operate with the brain in mind. We have to really use neuroscience to guide how we are helping kids today really become amazing human beings, really get out there into the world, because without that, we're going to continue to have mental health crises. It is not okay what is happening, and we're making things way harder than we have to. We need to get the hands, our our tools in the hands of teachers, organizations, and of course, parents like you and me. Let's talk about what is going on in my kid's brain. I think most of the time, parents feel like, how did I get these kids? And I don't have any handle on my child's issues. I mean, even teachers come to me and say, I don't know how to handle this. You know, I recently had a case where a school system was involved and, you know, they were like, wow, we never even heard about these things before. And we're so glad that you are bringing these issues in a way that helps us to understand what's happening to the behavior because we thought we didn't know how to manage it. We didn't understand it. In order to understand how the brain works, you have to understand a child's behavior, your child's behavior, and we have to start with sciencey stuff. So let's talk about the nervous system because we often don't understand why our kids act saucy and crabby and irritable and dysregulated. So we have something called an autonomic nervous system, an ANS, and in an ANS, It manages our stress response. And we have a stressed, sympathetic dominant and a relaxed parasympathetic state. You're going to hear me talk about this all the time because it's really important to understand what is happening in your kid's brain in order to make sense out of their behavior. And I promise you, when you really start looking at things from a brain-based perspective, you're going to really start to understand and be more equipped at dealing with your kid's behavior. 
our sympathetic nervous system is our body's stress response. As I've talked about in prior episodes, you know, something normal happens right before I came up, right? I'm actually at a conference. I, being the good Italian woman I am, always carry cash in my purse. It's just just the way it is. And I carry it in multiple spots in my purse because you never know. Like there might be something going on. You need to have those $100 bills. That's my mother, Philomena, taught me that. So all of a sudden I went to go and I put my, so I thought my bag inside my other bag and it rolled out. And all of a sudden I got a panic response, which is not like me at all. Cause I normally would have been like, okay, relax. But I had left the room for like 15 minutes. Anyway, luckily my buddy Cynthia saw it and was like, calm down. Sounds like you're in a sympathetic response. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about it. So my nervous system went to a fight, flight or freeze, went to this, oh my God, where is it? What am I going to do? Hold on, hold on. And then it calmed down one, because I got the right response. It, it would have stayed elevated if my purse was stolen. It would have been very upsetting because I'm traveling and I don't, well, how would I got on the airplane? It would have just unfolded into basically, you know, like all of these things at once. Okay. Yes. I have a copy of my driver's license on my, my cell phone, but that's a normal response. But what's happening to our kids is they're staying in these activated responses. And when we're activated and we get into a sympathetic dominant, we go and fight, flight, or freeze. These are the only three responses that are possible in the nervous system. Just like I did. I went into fright. In in one millisecond, my brain was like, how am I going to get in the airplane? I'll be driving home. You know, all these things went through my brain. I'm obviously an adult and and there's a logic in it, but this is what happens in any nervous system, right? You go into survival mode. And when we have kids that are that are agitated, right? We're talking about kids with OCD and ADD and anxiety and sensory processing and autism and all of these things. This is the norm, right? Fifth, over 50% of kids have a physical or mental health issue on 11-year-old data. So it is way higher than that. It's almost like, wow, your kid doesn't have a clinical diagnosis. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't have eczema. They don't have ADD or dyslexia. Yeah, that's kind of the norm, right? But it's different when you get into an activation. So when you go into survival mode, what happens to the brain and body? So all your body's resources prepare for war. So this means your hormones, your neurotransmitters, your immune system. So your resources, when your body's agitated, and remember the agitation, if you listen to the prior episodes, agitation doesn't have to be real. It can be perceived, right? It could be those pesky socks irritating you. It could be a lot of my OCD kids have like issues with germs and contamination. So it's often on a sibling or or families when this happens. So it might be like, wow, if Joey sits next to me in the car, I'm going to get those germs. And you go into this totally agitated state and you're very difficult to deal with. This is the reality of what happens. In that case, you know, in that girl's brain, her body is at war. And all she's thinking about is that Joey's not going to sit next to her in the car. And you're like, oh, come on, Francis. Joey doesn't have germs. And you go through all this stuff. It doesn't matter. Her brain is in a sympathetic state. You are dealing with a tyrant at that point. And it can happen very, very easily. And when this happens, the brain gets stuck in a habit pattern. And it doesn't mean the hat, all habits are learned. They can be unlearned. Let's say that again. All habits are learned. They can be unlearned. 
So we have to start being like, what is the habit? Why did it happen? That is how we use the neuroscience of improving behavior because there is a reason why behaviors get stuck. In that situation I just told you about with Francis and Joey and having OCD thoughts, intrusive thoughts in the car, and you can replicate this in any other kind of situation, she had a negative reinforcement cycle in her brain. Her brain knew that if I get away from Joey, my intrusive thoughts, my worry goes down. And then it got reinforced. And why this is really important is because we can't personalize behavior. Even if your kid is telling you to a four-letter word to get lost, or they're like growling at you, or they punched a hole in the wall, those are our externalizers, or they're so shut down as an internalizer that they won't get out of bed, or they're not turning in their assign their homework, or they've just shut down, right? That's our internalizer or all my school refusal anxiety kids. This is not a reason to personalize the behavior. We have to get what's underneath it. And when the brain isn't calm, rational thought is not possible. It is not possible in the brain. So we, we have to really be a parent detective and get to those root causes and really, really understand why is this happening? Why why is my child struggling so much? What is the trigger? Okay, so like in the case of Frances and Joey, her trigger is her intrusive thoughts about contamination. No matter how much we tell Frances to, you know, hey, come on, Joey doesn't have germs, which is the worst thing you want to do because that's called accommodation. Her brain is stuck in a habit. And we can't get through our learning process. We can't teach them when they're in this activated state, when we're also targeting the wrong behavior. So that's why we have to be a tech detective, right? So your child has school anxiety. We talked about that. What is causing that anxiety? Is it, is it a bullying situation? Is the work too hard? Is the bus making them nauseous? There could be a million things. And so when we don't personalize behavior, right? We really look back and we start to really think, why is this happening? And, and you know, obviously we all try our best and we need to try to do this when we're not so irritated. We start to make sense. Are you a parent who's tried everything to help your child, but they still struggle with attention, mood, anxiety, or other clinical issues? Well, that's exactly why I'm inviting you to this free workshop titled Rewiring the Brain, What is Neurofeedback? And it's on May 16th. During this webinar, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience with you, helping you to understand just how neurofeedback can help your child improve their attention, their mood, or whatever else is going on with them. You'll learn about how neurofeedback is a safe and natural way to calm and regulate their brain and how that can really make a difference, not just for your child, but for your family. Don't miss this opportunity to join me for this amazing neurofeedback webinar. You can register at www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. And here we're going to explore just how neurofeedback can be a game changer for your child and family. And again, that's www.drrosanne.com forward slash webinar. In tandem to being the parent detective, 
we want to actually really start to think about what is causing this behavior and how can we calm the brain down at the same time? What are things that we can do to help our kids be less activated so they don't go into fight, flight, or freeze? We don't want them in fight, flight, or freeze because otherwise we're talking to like hijacker. Like it's just totally irrational. It doesn't make any, any sense. So that is important for us to do that. So please know that it's not easy to understand difficult behaviors. And it's so much harder when we're activated and agitated. And that's why we have to start to pull back. And you really have to focus on one behavior. And certainly we'll talk more about that in the time that we're here. I talk more about it in our Facebook group called Natural Parenting Solutions. We need more information as parents, and I want to give you the guidance. And not everybody can work with me one-to-one. I get that. You know, it's a commitment of time and resources. But when we break things down and we use neuroscience, we don't have to feel so helpless. We also don't have to feel so flippant reliant on a psychiatric medication or a lousy talk therapist. Because trust me, there's plenty of lousy talk therapists. (laughs) I've interviewed many of them. I've trained them. But the takeaways for today are jacked up, activated brain is not rational. It is in survival mode. So what can we do to calm it down? What can we do to break the habit at the same time being that detective without personalizing our child's behavior? And I'm not saying you're going to be perfect at this. But if you could do it 80% of the time, you're going to just feel so much better as a parent. There's nothing worse. I mean, I tell everybody, if you haven't heard my epic story of me melting down in the middle of BJ's, it's on some tape somewhere. And I am the same as everybody else. Parenting is hard. I'm a mom of a, a, a child who's on the other side of pans, but spent 15 years in, in turmoil a lot of the time in his behavior and many ups and downs with flares until we really got on the other side of it. If we use science, if we use common sense, we obviously all have a lot of heart. We can get to the other side of it. So wherever you are is exactly where you need to be as a parent. I'll catch you on the next episode. And if you are a parent, I always say, do yourself a favor, share this with another mother who needs a lifeline because that's what I'm doing this all about. So be well, everybody. Stay healthy and stay strong as a parent. Your kids are going to be okay. Parenting is so hard. There are so many ups and downs. Boy, that road can be long. But when you understand the brain and you take away those personal feelings around behavior, man, you can be an A-game parent. So just know that no matter what's going on, it's going to be okay. You just got to take those little micro actions to create big change. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 